G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Right now, we've been teasing it all morning. He used to be CEO of the club, actually. He was actually a boss of mine, I think, one part, one point of time as well at NZME. Um, Trevor McEwen, good mate of yours, Kimpy. Apparently, yeah. apparently shreds. And shreds, yeah. He'd love to hear that too. Oh, Trevor the shredder. <laughs> He's joined, he joins us on the line too to, uh, this morning. He's been the everywhere man, Trevor uh, McEwen, and he's been kind enough to join kind and uh, enough to join us on the Is and Kippy for breakfast. So, um, good morning, Trevor. How are you, mate? Have you just hopped out of the water? Um, no, I haven't, mate. I was out at Piha yesterday. Got a got a bit of a thrashing out there as you tend to on the west coast. You know that well, my friend. And uh, and Louis, good to talk to you again, mate. Um, I hope you've improved your work habits from your injured knee days. <laughs> no, he has, Trevor. He's here oh, every morning deb- working hard. <laughs> deb- debatable. No, of course I have, Trevor. Great to have you on, mate. Um, gee, there's a lot. There's a lot to go on about at the moment. I guess from your point of view, you've had experience in a few different industries, but especially around sports and media. At the moment, the last wee while, Com Games, All Blacks, Warriors. How, as a punter, kind of more on the sidelines, how do you kind of consume it all? Do you love it? Do you love following along or do you try to keep away from it? Um, no, I, I, I love certain aspects of it, Louis. I mean, I'm really intrigued by the business of sport and how, how, how sport is evolving and you know, the changes that are now happening in broadcasting and the, and the way that fans now want to engage and consume. Other parts, but not so much. I, you know, I've... Um, hate to say it, but I've kind of slowly falling out of love with rugby, not watching anywhere near as much rugby as I used to watch. Still love my rugby league. Um, you know, having my time in Australia, a bit like Kenny, uh, leagues my, leagues my, will always be my, my uh, favourite code to watch. Uh, so I am enjoying the NRL. Um, and, and, of course, there's no shortage of um, controversy. It's like one week it's the Pride thing, this week it's, it's Ricky Stewart, it's... Uh, incredible how that um, competition has thrived on controversy. Yeah, let's let's start to unpack that, Trevor. Let's let's start with you falling out of love of, of watching rugby. What, what do you think um, the NZR are up to at the moment as far as, you know, this, this media silence that's going on? Yeah, look, that is concerning. I mean... Um, I mean, I've kept an eye on the game, um, uh, Kempi, as a, as a fan, administrator, sports writer, various roles for you know over 50 years now, and and and, and this isn't hyperbole when I say this. I, I, you know, I I think the game's um, facing facing its greatest challenges I've ever seen, and and um, I, I I sort of genuinely fear for what the future is going to hold for rugby in, 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 in certain areas, and I think that. At the moment, the discontent around the um, the coaching and everything that's going on, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I feel that New Zealand rugby have got some major, major issues that just go well beyond the All Blacks. And real courage is needed now to effectively, completely change the way that the game is uh, approached here in terms of competitions, in terms of contracting, 
there are far bigger problems than the imposter, um, put it that way. And, and, and they've got to have the courage to take them on. And I'm not sure that I'm necessarily seeing that de- decisiveness and that um, clarity of thought uh, amongst the, the current administration. Yeah, so so just talk a little bit more about that, Trevor. What what sort of changes are you, are you talking about and, and who needs to make those courageous decisions? Is it the current... Uh, board that's in there, or do we need to see changes at the top before these decisions get made? Well, I think the problems are, I mean, if, I, if you kind of look at it in the first 25-year block of professional rugby, um, Kenty, so from 1995 on with the Super League, but um, forced rugby to go professional, um, there were some things that were done at that time that turned out to be quite inspiring. Um, central contracting, um, you know, so the rugby union, the national body contracted the players, and then effectively farm them out to the Super Rugby franchises, um, and and the franchise and, and the Super Rugby competition was powerful back then. It, it, it actually did achieve tribalism, um, and then they began tinkering with it, um, effectively because the All Blacks became the be all end all. Uh, it became a period um, that started probably ten years ago with Super Rugby, where it rather rapidly degenerated from being the, the best. Um, franchise or club competition, however you want to describe it, in the world, clearly the best, um, to just being treated as a, um, a breeding ground for All Blacks and a plaything. So you had um, All Black coaches of the past um, telling uh, Super Rugby uh, franchises when they could play um, their players, playing them out of position, which obviously this guy playing at fullback. Um, and then we had the whole situation of sabbaticals coming in. So one year, I mean, it's very hard to create tribalism in a competition when you don't know if your star player is going to be there for next year. Is it going to be off to Japan, pocketing some money because the rugby union are so paranoid about letting players play for overseas clubs um, that they uh, are trying to let them earn as much money as they can out of New Zealand, but that actually includes them you know, going out of New Zealand. Uh, you know, who knows what Patrick Tuatulotu's uh, presence this year and it might have, you know, would that have made a difference, um, Blue? Would they be able to kick on a, a year later? Um, so the moment they started doing that, they killed off tribalism and, and super rugby and, and it's just got degenerated massively. Um, so you, you've now got a situation where fans aren't engaged with super rugby because um, it's... For a starter, but it's not a it's not a three six five uh, days a year uh, product you can interact with. It doesn't have um, uh, things like a draft or something that the play, that fans can engage in. Um, effectively, all all Super Rugby fans uh, about eight weeks ago were asked to just bid their engagement, and you know, we'll come back to in uh, in late January, folks. We we can't do that, you know. The NRL is a, is a product, it's a, it's a competition that consumes the fans all year. The Premier League is, the NBA is. Um, we haven't done that with Super Rugby. We killed off Super Rugby and the, and the result has been that we've killed off young fans coming on board because there's no tribalism. There are now more players, young players, uh, secondary school players playing basketball than playing, than playing rugby. And as for rugby league, don't get me started on that, Kimpy, on, on your camp. Where the pathways are just absolute bloody nonsense. Um, and, and the pathway now to rugby league is, um, in this country, is signing for the Storm or the Panthers or, or, or uh, Parramatta. It's not, uh, you know, you stay a million miles away from the Warriors. But, uh, but I'm getting, uh, I digress. Going back to, um, to rugby, 
simply contracting is not working any longer. Um, this obsession with don't let them go overseas, well, you know, um, what's the problem with an All Blacks wage being paid, paid for by Toulon? So the rugby union doesn't have to pay for it. What you know, this 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 rubbish we've been served under Hanson and Henry that you know we've got to keep them here and or we'll lose control. Well, how's it worked out for South Africa? Now, last time I looked, they picked their players from all around the world. Um, you know, and, and they've won the World Cup and they certainly had our measure last weekend and they will again this week. You know, um, there's things we need to get back to fixing super rugby, we need to get back to creating a competition that is like the NRL. Um, uh, that runs for much longer, that people engage with, that our kids, uh, our teenagers that are interested in sport will bond with, present it in a way, um, loosen up things on the players, let the players have their own image rights, let them uh, wear their numbers on their back, let them be individual, let, you know, let, them, uh, let them be like the NBA does so that we can get fan engagement. We're not doing any of that. Not, I think what needs to actually happen here is, is the loosening of the... Um, of, uh, the national body's control, um, uh, you know, get a proper super rugby competition going properly. I mean, it's not, you know, I, I don't understand why we have to be so obsessed with with, um, with keeping the players in New Zealand. Um, I, those days are gone. It served us well for a period of time. It's not serving us well now. We need to loosen those streets. We need to change. I, I, I don't know. If I was sober late, I'd be looking at this and going, should we? Mm, what are we bought into here? Because, but does the rugby union have the courage to do that? Um, I'm not sure that they do. Um, and that's just one of their problems, you know, before we even get on to the whole concussion thing, which we should discuss it mm. at some point. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't know that, uh, you know, like I said, the imposters that kind of only, the, almost the least of their problems is that the, the whole thing needs to be turned on its head. Yeah, look, I, look, I get that, and love the love the way that you've put that out there, especially around this the central model of of control, uh, Trevor. We we see that I think uh, p- probably part of their own success is having administrators now that are saying that they basically know best because they've been the best for so long and been found out at the moment. Let's change tack here and go to the Warriors, Trevor. You've 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 worked in there. You've been the CEO, and I know that you're a mad um, league man. What do you take? around what's going on at the Warriors at the moment. You know, here we are losing another good young talent locally, and we know about the development model stuff here in the in the country. Um, but what do you make of all the changes in, in the year that the Warriors had so far? We've, Matt Lodge has, has packed up and not come back to, to New Zealand. We've had Euron Aiken say the same thing. We've lost the head coach. Stasis picked that up. We've hired, rehired two assistant coaches. And now we're looking at losing our, our our talent. Something seems to happen every week. What's your take on it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a concern. We just seem to be scrambling around. It, it, it appears from the outside to be very ad hoc, um, Kenty. And, 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 you know, it's, it's a tough... I mean, you've been in there. You, you know that um, the Warriors were up against it from day one. And in my view, they never really had the, they had the correct donor. And that's been one of the the challenges as to, you know, people say to me, why, why couldn't we be, be like Melbourne? Well, you know, you take News Limited as your funder with all the grunt and power and whatnot, including cheating on salary cap for a few years. Um, 
you know, we haven't had the right owner. That's a problem. Um, our pathways are probably the worst they've ever had. And I think that's the main thing that concerns me, Kenzie. You know, I'd say back in your day, um, and certainly back in my day, late 90s, you could still persuade the up-and-coming um, young players to come to the Warriors. And, and I think of the, you know, the, the great platform that Mark Graham laid for Daniel Anderson and signing players like Clinton Torpy, um, uh, Francis Miller, Henry Fafaili, Paul Fakiera, Song Kong Harpy, uh, the list goes on, as well as uh, giving first-grade experience uh, regularly to the Monty Beethens, the Jerry Sears, the Yadi Bakiti. Um, and, and even in, in, in your time, I think you would agree that if you, if you were a good young kid coming through at Odenu or, or, uh, or one of the other clubs um, and you went and knocked on your door, you could get them to come to the Warriors. That's changed now, um, um, and that concerns me because right through our history, we've only ever been able to get Australian and Australian, with the great Australian players, with the greatest respect to them, we've had some absolute duties. Um, Kevin Campion, um, Jason Heath, um, some of these players, but they're, they're tended to be, they're not the superstars, so that hasn't changed. We're still getting some very good Australian players, and you know, you look at Josh Cullen and some of the others, but the fact that so many of the players now, young players coming through, are just, they won't go near the Warriors. Um, you know, they, they, you, you, you've been your drum correctly for some time now that there's um, two to three hundred young um, teenagers departing New Zealand um, and, and, and heading over to, the, the, to either the rugby school nurseries over there, like Cooper Park on the Gold Coast, or, or going to proven development clubs like the Storm, Parramatta, Penrith. And that's really now the, the, um, the, the, the pathway. So that concerns me, I think, and that uh, allied with the fact that the team's changed so dramatically now, Kenzie, you know, like, not just for the Warriors, you know, like, to, to see players just flipping from club to club during the season, whether it's Matt Bodds, Cody Nicarima, um, uh, uh, the West Tigers guys, um, it grates on me of watching it as, as a fan. And and the fact that, you know, it used to be that you signed a guy for three years, he was here for three years, regardless of whether he performed or didn't perform, before he those contracts. And I, I think the fans, judging from what I'm reading on social media comments, that's become a real issue, is that, I mean, the team next year is, you know, Passing resemblance to this one in terms of the amount of people going in and out the, the exit door, but it's like that, that that exit door stays open all season. You, you don't get to bond with the players, you don't get to, um, you know, as a fan to really um, feel that they're committed here and whatnot. And I, I think that's the biggest problem is, is um, yeah, and plus, plus the fact that we're not developing the, the you know, the guitars of this world and the the Papaeans, and then we're seeing them go go across to Parramatta, and you know I think uh, you know, the Storm will do a will do a great job with it with, with young Katoa, um, and that will just rub it in. And mm. I think that's that's the challenge. Plus, I also think that kids, um, it used to be possible in the NRL that you could be wooden spooner one year and in the top four the next. Um, I, I, I there's a concern for me that we're developing the haves and have nots in the um in, in NRL and despite the salary cap and, and all that type of thing, you know, there are there are four clubs that are always going to be there in the top eight every year. We know that. 
and you're now you're emerging a bottom layer of three or four clubs: um, Gold Coast, Newcastle, the Warriors. Um, you know, potentially the Bulldogs, although they're starting to show some signs. Um, and it's almost like you can predict yearly they're going to be down around the, the, the foot of the table. And, yeah. and that's despite a comp having, you know, a lot of equalising factors. Um, you know, do we need a draft? I don't know. I think the NRL have got to wake up um, to um, fixing the game in New Zealand because they they have a stated public, publicly stated plan to tap into the Polynesian, um, Nami and Pakeha, um, uh, um, playing base here and, and, and to try to, you know, get rugby wallets down and win the affection of fans. And, and that's all quite possible. But not if they don't start looking at how, how do you fix the Warriors permanently? How do you remove those barriers that are going to continue to make them a, a bottom four club on a regular basis? Because if that happens, um, uh, they don't know where yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Trev. Hey, um... I like the NRL stuff. Like the, the at the forefront is the NRL. I think before anything changes, the NRL need to do something drastically to keep our talent here in New Zealand. Thanks for joining us this morning, Trev on SENZ. Um, great to talk to you. Good good knowledge about rugby, especially what NZR need to do in the central contracting. And we know at the Warriors, mate, that there's some big issues there that we need to sort out. Hopefully, they can sort it out, mate. Jump in that water. Go and get some waves. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you out at Marion Bay. Love it, mate. <laughs> see you there. Trevor the Shredder, Trevor McEwen, former CEO of the Warriors. Uh, he's been in sports media for a long time. Dialed in. Uh, apologies for the phone line there. Maybe he took his phone surfing with him yesterday out at Moldy Bay. <laughs> he, um, he's, he's really good to talk to, Trevor, you know, because like, he's been there and he's been in a, a number of those positions and especially uh, has a, a wonderful mind when it comes to talking about sport and what's happening all around the sport. You know, like one of the points he makes there, Louis, around the NRL, we can talk about the Warriors till the cows come home, yeah, and about development model and all that sort of stuff. And I've said this to Cameron George, the first thing you need to do is you need to go to the NRL and you need to stop them and get them to stop all the other clubs coming here and taking our players. And I gave him an example about Ando for, for Sydney City. So Ando comes into New Zealand, okay, and I've got nothing against Ando, you know, we coach together and all stuff, but what I have got a problem with, and he knows this because we, we coach the Warriors, is coming and stealing our talent. So he runs at Ellerslie, which is on the back door of the Warriors, coaching clinics with our best kids and uses our ex-Warriors to get him. He's got, you know, I'm not going to name these players, but they know who they are, to coach these kids to send them to Sydney City. Now, if the Warriors can't go and tell the NRL to get Daniel Anderson and go and do it up in Townsville and stay out of New Zealand, then you're not fixing the problem. And that's the problem with development. It's got to start with the NRL. They need to start putting, you know, you know how, they, how they're saying, we want to thank you very much for keeping the competition alive. Well, go back to them and say, I'll tell you what, what we want you to do. We don't want no money. We don't want you know, no competition points. We want you to keep 15 franchises out of New Zealand and we get the talent. 24 minutes past 8 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. That was Trevor McEwen. If you missed it, head to our podcast channels and catch up some great reckons on the All Blacks New Zealand rugby, but also the Warriors, former CEO. Back in a minute with some of your messages. Very passionate on this. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.